Hello, you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. I am at a rehearsal for the first time at a undisclosed location, and I'm here with Allison Powell, who is the adapter and a writer for a new show titled, if I have it correct, Choose Thy Own Adventure. Perfect. Did I get it right? You got it right. Okay. Tell us about the show, what this concept is. Well, uh, we were talking earlier that that phrase may not have a significance to everyone. It's definitely um, a phrase that meant a lot to me because it is these children's books that I grew up with, very popular in the 80s, called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. uh, Say that again? Choose Your Own Adventure Books. Okay. And that's generational. That's generational. That is definitely generational. I didn't know those. I thought I was a little crazy. No, you're not crazy. Only from the 80s. Okay. Right. Exactly. And uh, what happened in these books that we grew up reading was that when you got to the end of a chapter, your heroine would be standing on the edge of a cliff and you got to pick if you were going to jump off the cliff or if you were going to turn around and run back down the hill. And if you wanted to do one thing, you turned to this page. And if you wanted to do the, the other thing, you went to this other page. And we grew up loving this idea that the story evolved however you wanted it to at these really incredible moments. You, See, the I'm reader. Jealous. We didn't have that. <laughs> these were That's great. a great idea. Well, you don't have to be jealous because now you get to come and see the show and do it in person, live, right before your eyes with Shakespeare. With Shakespeare? With Shakespeare, exactly. So wait a minute. Now you adapted all some <laughs> of Shakespeare's 37 plays? There are, I think, 23 of the 37 make an appearance. So wow. a lot of it is in there. And most of it, I think you'll recognize. There's some little maybe obscure ones that are fun for people who are more into the text, but most of it is going to come from pieces that if you haven't seen before, you will you will recognize it. So so we, we shy away from the word playwright because really Shakespeare wrote this. This is his words. Yeah, you're, what are you, the adapter? The adapter. Facilitator. The blender, the Cuisinart master. I pulled from my favorites and made this new concoction that what got you to attempt this <laughs> um uh unfounded confidence i wrote a similar format in college it was a choose your own adventure but it was not with shakespeare so i had tried before to see if it was possible to turn this over to the audience and say hey what do you guys want to see next and so i knew that there was a way to do that and have that experience with your audience but this was the first time we had pulled from such a well-known author well, that's why I wanted to try this this format we're doing about giving some teasers to to the audience because it's it would be pretty hard to explain. So yes. we're gonna we're gonna see some samples as we as this thing uh, goes along. Okay, and why are you having it at the Underground Lounge, which is at nine fifty two West Newport? Right, yes, uh, exactly. Right it's in, in Wrigleyville, right by Wrigleyville. Yeah. Right. It is. Uh, it's I think about two blocks from Wrigley, and uh, it's a space that we fell in love with. It's a it's a basement bar. It has this great stage. It has this incredible. Uh, almost seedy atmosphere to it. I mean, it's just a wonderful bar that you want to hang out in. And the reason we we thought that would be perfect for the show is because of the groundlings. The groundlings... Explain that. (laughs) Again, I'll admit I did not know that term. Okay. And when it was explained to me and and the person said to me, what do you mean you don't know? 
uh, for us dinosaurs who don't know what groundlings are. No, fair enough. No, lots of people don't know this. It's a word that um, refers to the people that Shakespeare wrote for. It was his really first intended audience. And in, at, at the Globe Theater, they are the people who sat, who stood right in front of the stage. I mean, so they, the poor, f- the poor folks. folks, the folks who came there and had a beer in their hand, had an ale, and maybe had something salty to eat with it, and were getting spit on and sweat on by the actors, and were really, were yelling at the stage and, and really right experiencing the show. They had the, the best show. seats, but they had the cheapest seats, Yeah, too, right? exactly. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to come up as close to the stage as possible. They're actually going to yell when they come to the show. You're going to interact with the actors, not go up on stage, not get singled out, but as a, as a group collectively have this uh, body experience. And hopefully you'll have an ale in your hand as well. Uh, do, do they get to uh, uh, interact with the actors in the sense that do they answer back rhetorical questions and that kind of thing. I I I will leave it up. And boo? Yes, please. Oh, I hope so. I hope I hope that they uh, any inclination that they have there's a place for it. Our our actors who are in the show, um, all of them have a great Shakespeare background, but most of them also have an improv background, which I would think that would be essential here. Yeah. Absolutely. Will help them. But this is not an improv show. No, no. It's okay. definitely not an improv. Okay, that's that. Wow, what a it, it, so but there has to be some structure to this. There is some structure. Um, there are 24 scenes, and you maybe will see a third of those on any given night. So we have absolutely no idea which scenes you're going to see. We know that there's a set number of scenes that we have prepared, but we've been saying that that the audience really gets to make the final edit. You get to choose of those 24, how you're going to see. And we're looking forward to, we think some audiences might be the romantic type. Some might love the fighting. There's a little bit for you, everybody. Do you think there. you're going to be able to sense by the, the attitude I, of the audience throughout the, the, the bits? Maybe, maybe. I, you know, I'm going to say I have some preconceived notions about what our audiences are going to be like, but I don't want to I don't want to put anybody in a box. I'm hoping to be surprised by what people get excited about. Okay. How big a house is this? How many it seats? seats 50. Seats 50. And because it's a bar, I mean, it's a real bar, I'm sure we can pack it to the rafters. But but within 50, you can sit at a table or on a stool or in a booth. I mean, it's a it's a great space. Wow. That is, that is interesting. And I, I'm starting to hear rehearsing in the background. Yeah. Um, be- because the audience is such a crucial part of the show and because we have no idea each night how it's going to turn out, we I'm thinking you should come and see part of the rehearsal and make a choice yourself and have the experience of how your interaction shapes what you see it every night. And, and since I'm not part of your demographic, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I do like the, the idea of these shows. Uh, because that's what Chicago theater is about is stretching the envelope people you know breaking new ground and to my knowledge and I've seen pretty much everything that's been around the last eight or nine years I don't know of another show that's similar I don't think anyone's done this yet I haven't I, I hope we're the first I think we are the first but I mean there's been some interaction show Edwin yeah. Brood, but that's kind of rigged they have what two or three and they know uh, the actors know, know ahead that. of time what right. what's gonna win Right, that type of thing. But uh, in terms of this, this, this interaction. So, uh, they actually vote at a, at a key point. They vote at a key point, and 
The audience is always um, asked when to vote, so it's really clear. And nobody's ever singled out or pulled up on stage, yeah, which is something that... Yeah, people that really, that turns them oh, off. Oh, yeah. Me, I'm one of them. I get I get so nervous if I think an actor's going to come yeah. and drag me up on stage. But it's not I, like that at I all. I agree with you. I, I, as reviewers, we hate that. And, you know, it's like, like if we wanted to be, you know, participants... We would have tried right. to, or started our own vanity theater company or something. Yeah, so. you you would have auditioned if you wanted to be on st on the stage. No, we we absolutely never do that. We're trying to um, move away from theater that's really just passive spectacle. We want our audience to own it and be part of it, but not in a way that do you is. You have to be a Shakespeare uh, uh, snob to enjoy. No, show? oh goodness, no, no, no. And actually, I I will admit that I am not. I would not call myself a Shakespeare buff by any stretch of the imagination. I hope um, people who are Shakespeare buffs will come and enjoy it. But I really hope it's the people who are not Shakespeare buffs who who come to the show. But who doesn't know something about Shakespeare? I, I mean, I don't know. Do you, you do a Hamlet bit? I, there is some Hamlet in there. There's some Romeo and Juliet. There's Othello. There's Macbeth. There's anything you, you probably, if you came to this and you had maybe an inkling that you wanted to see something, there's a chance, there's a good chance that you'll see it. But if you've never seen Shakespeare before, I promise you will be entertained and you will laugh. And So what kind of research did you do to come up with these uh, how many are there? Twenty one. Twenty four scenes made the final. What? Wow! Bag, That's great work bag. for your actors. It is. Twenty four. They scenes. are uh, champions. They are tackling a tremendous amount of material, and some of it will never get seen. Some of it may never get chosen, and we are asking them to take that risk to put all of that work and sweat into all of this material, and risk that it never gets seen. But it's not what you get; it's what you become, right? Yeah, it certainly can't hurt them when they, if they go to audition for Barbara Gaines or, yeah. or for Court or, It'll be or for there. you guys when you do Shakespeare, which I probably eventually you'll you'll probably find a way of doing a we'll full we, Shakespeare. We'll revisit him at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what should we? How should we proceed now? Because I'm in the new territory. I'm I'm relying okay. on you. Okay. Well, you can trust me. We're gonna sneak into this rehearsal, okay. and we'll put ourselves in the audience and see where they are. I'm not exactly sure what they're rehearsing tonight. Um, it sounds like a couple of witches that might be behind us, and uh, and we will watch the scene unfold. And then when we get to a point where there is a choice, we'll actually let you decide whatever you want to see next. And then the actors will proceed on with the plot. And you will see, you know, it, I think at least two scenes tonight unfolding. This is enough of a teaser to get people to come to the I show. I think so, yeah. Okay, we can do that. Okay, so we are sneaking into this rehearsal, and it looks like we have caught them sort of late in this uh, show, which is great. We're to a pretty exciting scene. And uh, just as a little setup, what you're about to see is one of our uh, main characters has been uh, pushed to the very limit. He has been uh, wronged, good word, he has been wronged over and over again up until this point. And he's seeking a way to fix what has been done to him. Um, so I don't, I don't know if much more introduction is necessary than that, but you will meet him and uh, you, will, you will see what becomes of his, uh, his choices. Thrice the brinded cat hath mewed, 
Thrice, and once the hedge-pig whined. Harpier cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in the poison entrails throw, toe that under cold stone days and nights has thirty-one. Sweltered venom sleeping got, boil thou first in the charmed pot. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a finny snake, in the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of newt, and toe of frog. Wool of bat, and tongue of dog. Adder's fork, and blindworm sting. Lizard's leg, and buffalo wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hellbroth boil and bubble. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Cool it with the baboon's blood, then the charm is firm and Good. That doesn't rhyme. Then the charm is firm and goo. That was better. Thank you. Good job. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Open locks, whoever knocks. How now, you secret black and midnight hags? Oh, what is that god-awful smell? Are you cooking with leeks? No, not leeks. Revenge! Revenge. Ooh, what sort? Three kinds, as you might expect. Uh -huh. Insinuation. Yes. Humiliation. Good old-fashioned death. And we're all out of insinuation today. Oh. So, <clears throat> what'll it be? Death? Or humiliation. Um. What about death? Well, you should choose humiliation. <laughs> Ooh. But death is enticing, is it not? Yes, it is. Humans are the only mammal that experience embarrassment. Amazing, yes, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Death is universal. Oh, you good Who boy. doesn't like seeing someone uh, be humiliated? I just can't decide. What about you, good audience? Would you rather have humiliation or death? Hmm, I'll pick death. Oh, you're yeah. sick. You're a sick group, are you? Very good, very yeah. good. A gram of death for you, dear. Thank you. Will it be ducats or flesh? I'm going to be paying in ducats, ducats. today. Thank you One. very much. <laughs> Revenge should have no bounds. Good Dromeo. And for that purpose, take heed my plan. I'll anoint your sword. I bought an unction of three witches, so mortal that, but dip a knife in it where it draws blood, no cataplasm, so rare, collected from all simples that have virtue under the moon and save the thing from death that is but scratched withal. I'll touch your point with this contagion, that if you gall him slightly, it may be death. You're sure this isn't overreacting? Go to it. I will call Antonio and arrange a friendly duel betwixt you. Oh, Antonio! Give me your pardon, sir. I've done you wrong. But pardon, as you are a gentleman. This presence knows, and you must needs have heard, how I am punished with a massive hangover. Oh. What I have done, that might your nature, honor and exception roughly awake, I here proclaim, was drunkenness. I have a voice and precedent of peace, and do receive your offered love like love, and will not wrong it. I embrace it freely. Now! A little bit of sword play? Bring me the foils, ho! Okay. I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you, guys. That was terrific. An amazing sword fight that you'll have to pay to see. <laughs> well, let me make a couple of comments. My pet peeve in life, among other things, 
is inarticulate Shakespeare, where they mumble or race through the lines. You know, they speak it too fast. It sounds like they're at an auction, and it loses the meaning. It's, it becomes actors talking someone else's words, and they don't understand what they're saying. I did not hear that. I hear I I understood what was going on, and and that's that's a credit to all of you that you you are craftsmen. That's Thank great. You very much. Thank you. That's very Plus, it's funny too. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so where are we yeah, at? Yeah, I, I, I think you are all craftsmen as well. Um, maybe we should talk a little bit about what this process has been like, because unlike normal uh, new works processes, there is a separate, often uh, workshopping period. Which instead of doing that, we have workshopped this on its feet, waiting for you guys, and you've had the chance to to add to it and, and feel it out and change it and make it yours and really own it. So I'm curious, as actors, what that's been like is to get to know this play and, and find your place in it. Has that been fun, hard? What's that been like? Well, I think for each of us it's been different uh, because we each, uh, we each come from different backgrounds and we have different experiences uh, with, with theater and with Shakespeare. Um, it's, it's been a little bizarre because uh, you can't run the show from start to finish you have to you can only practice each each part of it and then and then be prepared as best you can for those things to happen um, uh, but but it, it's also it's also a lot of fun uh, we're all we're all Shakespeare nerds to a certain extent um, and and so it's been a it's been a great joy getting to to work on all these different scenes and all these different characters from all across the canon and uh it's it's great it's been a lot of fun yeah i i mean i think exhilarating is probably the word i think of because one of the great things um it well it combines two of the things i love about theater so much which is shakespeare which i've done a lot of and had uh, you know great familiarity with and the new works where you do get to workshop as you said so it's like combining the two because you're recontextualizing so much of shakespeare that we know and putting it sort of in a different context that's very malleable and can change every night so I think that's been like exhilarating and also a little scary, uh, as well as you can't say, okay, we're going to rehearse Act One tonight, so brush up on Act One. Uh, so you get hey, a little Allison, bit of that. Allison, let me interrupt you. Yeah. Let's have each of the actors introduce themselves so our audience oh, gets great. an idea yes. of who they are. The first gentleman that, that spoke. My name is Omen Said, and uh, <laughs> you're yeah. an actor, and I'm an actor <laughs> in this show. Uh, I've been with Filament. Also wearing a ruff. I was going to say, you don't wear that outside, do you? Uh, no, no. I'm wearing a rehearsal ruff. Um, <laughs> a ruff is a frilly piece of fabric that goes around the neck, and uh, I'm going to have a real one in the show, but I thought I'd get used to it. Okay. And the, 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 the next articulate young man. Yes, uh, my name is Marco Minicella, and I'm also an actor. Although not wearing not a ruff. Not wearing a ruff. Not wearing a ruff. <laughs> uh, my name is Ped Nisseri, and uh, I suppose you can call me an actor. Um, yeah, I'm a big Bears fan, too. My name is Mary Spearin, and um, I'm an actress as well. <laughs> so, Mary, <laughs> you have the distinction of being the one woman in the cast. You feel like these guys are treating you well, holding your own? You know, it, it takes a strong woman, and, um, and I, am, I am proud to be with these guys. It's, it's, they've taught me a lot, actually, about um, being on stage with some some Shakespearean actors, um, but I think the it, it's really interesting to have a lot of different roles from you know all of the different you know female characters, and to have that kind of like I want to 
want to hold dear all of those things that I used to think about them, but also kind of be like, well, let's do this scene and see what happens in this way. So they're, they're, they're set in, in very different contexts within this play. Um, Ped, you have an incredible improv background, which I think is going to be crucial in this experience. And I'm curious if you have an idea when you are interacting directly with the audience, how you're going to sway them to choose your favorite scenes. Um, that's a, that's loaded. Very loaded question. I guess I should say, are you, do you have an intention to do that? Sure. I mean, I just feel it, you know, I just feel how the audience is going and, uh, whatever I've got to do to get them to sway in my direction, I'll do. How much do you so. anticipate the difference in it, doing an improv, mm -hmm. playing off an improv audience, and then trying to present Shakespeare? And um, getting them, still getting, influencing them, you know, the way you want it to go. Because I assume all of you are, have, have a direction you'd like to see the audience go. Yeah, it's our big speeches, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how do you see the improv, the influence of improv? In, in well, I will say first that I, I feel confidently about all of our scenes, so ultimately it doesn't matter which one the audience chooses because I'm going to have fun, and I know these guys are going to have fun in whatever scene that we do. But as far as sort of playing up the, you know, the tug and war between the different choices that are available, um, there's just... I don't know, you just kind of be in the moment and see what the audience is doing and just feed off of the energy. In improv, it's a lot of times it's just sort of feeling, you know, the vibe that's out there. Um, and you anticipate getting a, a, a vibe, a certain clue. Oh, I, I, I certainly do. And I think it stems off of our chemistry on stage. Yeah. If I mean, in rehearsal... I know that we're having a lot of fun, which is which always bodes well. And I think that if we're passionate and we're having, and we're all like, it's been said before, we're all Shakespeare nerds. So we are very passionate about the language, and that we get to kind of give the audience the opportunity to to play. As well, I well. think they're going to feel it because when I came in, sort of snuck in, I could feel the energy, and and it's it it was amazing. It really is. Um, I, I just wanted to say that the most fun part about this whole process has been that um, Allie has written the other characters, not the Shakespearean characters, as our real names. <laughs> and so when we talk about those characters, um, one of the first days in rehearsal, Marco did a little side movement of Marco and then Marco. So now it's, <laughs> we do a, you know, who's, what's Mary doing and then what's Mary doing. And so there's like, so many layers that we're all having a good time with. I, I want to make a comment uh, in response to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to the question of how, of how we're going to feel it, and uh, that is this. One of, the, one of the really great things about Shakespeare is that, is that when it was originally written, it was written to be told directly to the audience, and, and probably there was a certain amount of improvisation that went oh, on. Oh, definitely. Uh, all all and, historians say that. Right. And and um, and the crowd was was a rowdy, drunken mob 
uh, at least the groundlings were, but that's that's uh, that's where most of the income for the shows was. And that's the atmosphere you guys are creating. And that's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. And and so I, one of the things that we've talked about before in this in this rehearsal process is that the production that we're doing is is really seeking to recreate the groundling experience and bringing in bringing back all the things which have been which have been paired off from from the bard and making making Shakespeare this revered thing, which it is, but it should be, but, you know, it also is a drunken riot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that's really good. Like, the idea here is getting back to, like, the essence both of acting and of Shakespeare. The, like, the quintessence, you might say. Yeah, you, you could. Uh, as Omen said, you know, as Omen explained, sort of the, the, the essence of what Shakespeare was, that's, you know, why we have the venue and, and the style of play. But right. it's also this idea of we don't know what scene's going to come next, so the whole thing you talk about in acting is, you know, the cliche of being in the moment, even though, like, yeah. as Marco, I know what's going to happen next. Um, <laughs> but my character Marco. has to have a sense of d discovery in any play, whether I'm playing Hamlet or whoever. And so we literally don't know what scene's going to come next. We don't know. We don't have any Let me options. throw this question at you. <laughs> what do you expect the audience to get from each performance? I think that they will, in some ways, feel that it, it is it is their story, too, because they will get to decide things, and it will be like when you're a kid, and you, you know, you're, you go to some, something, and somebody says, well, what do you want to do? And it's like, I got to decide that that scene happened, and then it was amazing, so they were a part of it. I hope, and I think that this show will put the audiences in touch with their desires that they don't even know that they have when they walk in. <laughs> <laughs> but but throughout but through the play they will be acquainted and they will experience the apotheosis you, you, you of those guys desires. realize that that, 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 that if you do your jobs right you're gonna it, it'll turn into like a cult kind of thing and people will be coming back you know like Rocky well, hopefully Horror we'll make a million dollars where they would... <laughs> we have every intention of happening Pardon? we have every intention have every of that intention? happening <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh, um I, when I'm an audience member and I see a show, whether it's a live stage production or a movie um, or any performance really, I know that when I leave, when I'm really impressed by something, I immediately say something along the lines of, do you remember the scene when this happened? And I think that what's really cool about what we're doing is that every scene has that opportunity to be that scene for that audience, for any given audience member. So any at any given scene, someone could walk out and just you know, say the words. Do you remember the scene when they did this, or do you remember the scene when they did that? So it's. But you don't have to know Shakespeare to no to have fun no. at your show. Yeah, um, you don't have to be you know Alexander Schmidt and have everything like write He's the lexicon. Scholar, by the way. <laughs> right. You don't have to know that reference to really enjoy it because it's all about the the like we we're saying the feeling and the energy behind it and. The language is elevated, but the emotions are basic, and in the sense that everyone can feel it. So if we can do that, I think everyone will have a good time. Shakespeare is so layered, and, and one of the things that's layered about this show is that uh, if you don't know Shakespeare, you'll come and you'll see a, a wild story told in a wild way, and I think it'll be really exciting. I think if you are like us, uh, Shakespeare addicts, um, there'll be an added bonus for seeing all these different scenes from comedies, tragedies, histories, romances, problem plays, done in a mashup where where you and lines transpose from one scene to another to another play, 
that you know I think that the, for the people who do know Shakespeare and who are familiar with the canon are just going to have uh, a really good time. Let me ask you a crazy question, but it might fit in. Are you guys going to be drinking a few beers during the show, like the to sort of stay even with the audience? We're professionals. Say <laughs> that. So. However, there, there are scenes in which Great we are answer, blocked. By the way. As, as, who know, we don't. Who knows? You'll, that's what the you'll, audience you'll, wants. You'll have to come is. and find out. Because I just saw a production of The Weir, and and Brad Armacost loves. He drank five or six Guinness, and they were Guinness. Wow. Yeah, and I and I and he had done an afternoon show wow. the night I saw him, and he was he was he was right on. It was it's a little hard to understand in parts, but it worked. <laughs> We've been we all know hard. our limits. Oh, okay. Well. This sounds like it's really going to be a fun show. We, I hope so. I think so. And but the the key is get the audience there and get you guys to get involved and well, have fun with us and play with us. Hopefully, you guys have have teased enough people because uh, what you're trying is innovative and 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 I congratulate you guys for having the chutzpah to <laughs> press on because that's what Chicago theater is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's why this is the town because. And not too many cities would you are, would you be able to even try this? Yeah. And and the energy is is. That's true. Yeah, the vibe is the vibe is there. Yeah. Well, come and see it. It's every Friday and Saturday night. Give us a commercial. We now. open <laughs> ten days from now. October twenty third is our full opening. Twenty second, we have a little preview. Yeah, I and will then, be there. Fantastic. And you'll have some Shakespeare experts there. Okay, good. <laughs> Two I know for sure. Alexander, Alexander Schmidt confirmed? <laughs> no, I won't name him, uh, but uh, one of our local reviewers taught Shakespeare for many years and, oh, and is an expert. That's great. Well, so uh, you can buy tickets on the website. It's filamenttheater.org. We are at 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday nights. And we're running and for... Give the address, the name of the pub. The name of the pub is uh, Underground Lounge, and it's on uh, Newport at Clark. It's right by uh, the stadium. Yeah, that's that's right in Wrigleyville. Yeah, that's easy right to get in Wrigleyville. To. That's our that's our audience. That's who we want to uh, come and in and have a beer with us. You, you suggest getting a reservation, buying tickets ahead of time. I do absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because I know I know the word of mouth gets out on on a show. All of a sudden, you you can have it, it's a unique it type show. Out. You might have twenty or thirty walk ups, yeah. and if you're only seating fifty, it's it's going to go like quick. Sounds like it'd be fun with fifty. <laughs> you can get there and have a beer. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get there and have a beer. Yeah. So. Right. Well, great. Thanks, guys. Thank uh, you. Uh, well, this is this is an experiment, and and if if I hadn't RSVP'd already, I know some of the people in the cast, and I you know I follow, I've seen some of your shows in the past, but I think you gave enough information and you teased us enough that we're going to want to come see the show. Great. So, folks, we'll thanks see you there. for listening. Thank you, Allison, for Thank you. for uh, getting me through this. And, <laughs> folks, go see a play this week. <laughs>